Good afternoon, everyone. This is Bob. I'm calling from uh, Port Labaca, Texas. It is June the 2nd. Uh, if you think you've missed a couple of podcasts, uh, don't be uh, alarmed. You have not. Uh, this is actually the second one I have been able to do. We have uh, been waiting for some equipment, and uh, it's now arrived, and I'm just now learning how to use it, so bear with me. Uh, one of the things that's going to happen today is uh, I'm going to visit a little bit about uh, nursing care from a point of view of a nurse. Now, when I was a nurse back in the old, in the Stone Ages, back in the 70s and early 80s, we had a strict uniform code. We had uh, a very well-defined hierarchy of, re- of responsibilities, and we also had uh, a, a great deal of respect as nurses. Uh, that has not changed a lot over the years. One of the things that has changed is that... Um, it seems that the lower down on the food chain you go, the less respect you have. And also, at the same time, uh, aides, uh, nurses aides, certified nurses aides, CNAs, are much more hands-on and responsible for patient care than they used to be back in my day. Back in my day, aides or orderlies um, pretty much did the shit work. They, they cleaned up. They did stuff that was borderline janitorial. Um, Rarely did they have an opportunity to actually do any kind of patient care other than change a bed, uh, wipe a butt, things like that. Well, that's changed considerably and for the best part, for the most part, for the better. When when I was was an LPN, licensed practical nurse, we did a lot of the hands-on, non-technical nursing care. We did the uh, wound care, for instance, we did uh, we did some medication uh, administration. We did things like uh, insert catheters, um, change dressing, um, uh, assist in rehab therapies, things like that, uh, as well as um, personal hygiene care um, and other basic nursing faci- functions. Uh, and then the registered nurses, they were the ones who were usually the charge nurse. There was usually one or maybe two on a ward. And that a ward, by the way, is a large room with several beds. <laughs> we don't see those too much anymore. Uh, and they had, uh, they had the responsibility for the entire floor. The RNs also were the administrative uh, arm of the, of the uh, teamwork, of, uh, network of the, of the nursing care providers. And of course, above that was the doctors. The doctors were gods. If a doctor said jump, you said how high, sir. There was no discussion. There was no debate. There was no argument. There was no anything. You, if the doctor said this is the way it was going to be, that was the way it is. That's changed over the years for the better, in my opinion. Uh, registered nurses and and registered nurse practitioners uh, now are recognized as full-fledged, full healthcare providers. They are, in many instances, on the equal or a par with the doctors in, de- in developing and designing and administering patient care. Uh, the doctor, of course, has the final say, and, and the, only the doctor can, do, can uh, prescribe medications and things like that, but the, uh, the day-to-day care, uh, responsibility for the care of the individual has fallen squarely on the on the shoulders of the, the nursing staff uh, and that's where it belongs because they're here 24 7 um, face-to-face hands-on with the individuals they know better than anybody 
what that patient needs, what their what their what their what their responsibilities are going to be. They know um, because they know the patient. They know when cha when changes are being changes are being made, and uh, sometimes those changes need to be brought to the attention of the physician um, so that the patient doesn't suffer. Well, just to go back to what I originally wanted to say. Here in the nursing home, uh, we have a director of nurses. We have, I think, four assistant directors of nurses. Not altogether sure, entirely sure what their functions are. Uh, they all have, uh, they all four have administrative functions as well as scheduling functions. I know that, um, but their their day-to-day -day, uh, ob obligations are, are are administrative more than tech, more than nursing. They don't do a lot of hands-on work. Under those, we have. Uh, Certified Nursing Assistants, CNAs. Now, CNAs is a relatively new term. It's been around for maybe 10, maybe 12, 15 years. I'm not exactly sure. It's a, it's a uh, step up from the old orderly and aid, nurse's aid, uh, cleanup crew. These, these individuals are trained. They have, uh, they have professional skills, and they also have uh, observational skills, and they do almost all of the hands-on patient care here in the nursing home. Um, I must say almost all. I, I, I'm going to say pretty much 95% of all the nursing care here in the facility is performed by nurses' aides, and rightly so. I mean, they are they are the nuts and bolts of the of the care providing uh, facility here. They 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 are literally hands on twenty four seven seven days a week, and they know best our the patients us, and they know what our needs are, what our when we have changes, which is uh, an observational skill that needs to be developed, and they usually have that, and they have also the ability to participate in team decision making, uh, which is a which is a novel concept. Uh, Within my lifetime, uh, there was never a chance for an or, or nurse aide or an orderly to participate in any kind of uh, discussion about patient care. Today, they do that, and it's important, and they and they and they add a great deal to the uh, level of care in the facility. Well, to make things even more confusing, <laughs> there are ancillary staff. Now let's talk about what ancillary staff is. Ancillary staff consists of the dietary department, which includes a food management service uh, administrator, uh, cooks, uh, cooks assistants. I'm going to use an old term, scullery people. Uh, that's not a derogatory term. A scullery is simply where dishes are done in a facility, and they are all under the direction of a, a certified dietitian. Um, Today's, in today's world, a dietitian is usually not on func uh, an on-site function. It's a, it's a contracted function. Diets are pretty much discovered. That's uh, not another discovered. They're pretty much determined and published on a monthly basis uh, according to uh, uh, ADA, American Dietary Association's uh, requirements for nutrition and any kind of specific health issues uh, an individual might have. Cooking is done uh, here. Uh, there's a minimal of cooking done here, I should say. Uh, most of the most of the facility food comes in pre pre cooked, pre packaged, and, and ready to be uh, warmed and served uh, from a company called Cisco S Y S C O I think Cisco. 
they're an international or certainly a national chain of uh, food service, uh, industri industrial food service providers. And everything from the little tiny containers of butter to massive trays of uh, lasagna or chicken a la king or whatever that happens to be that they're serving come all all prepared, all ready to, to, to be heated and served. Now that sounds like it might be almost institutional. Well, it is of course institutional. But what it also is, is delicious. Food, by definition, here in a nursing home has to be prepared for the least common denominator. Well, what that means is that low salt, low fat, low cholesterol, low everything, uh, low seasoning <laughs> to, to a certain extent. Um, so that when the product comes in prepared for service provider, the kitchen prepares the individual portions according to our tastes. Uh, in other words, uh, my, my food will come lightly salted and uh, it might even have some pepper or other kind of spice involved. I might get a packet of taco sauce or soy sauce or something to go with my meal, whereas someone else may not get that. Uh, someone else's food may come to them already chopped up because they're not able to uh, process food in their mouth. They, they may already get it chopped up. Others, it, it has to be liquefied, uh, but they're all getting the same food, and it's all coming in from one, one provider. Let's use today as an example. Today they had uh, mixed, uh, Southwest, ch Southwest chicken. Now for some, uh, that was uh, pieces of chicken with some gravy and a side of mashed potatoes and vegetables. For others, it was actually pieces of chicken roasted on the bone with seasoning on the on the on the skin uh, some others it was chicken puree with uh, with the potatoes already con in, included in the chicken puree according to their ability to, to process inside their mouth and digest well we had uh, a lovely meal I, my wife has hers already prepared because she has a difficulty cutting so she has hers already cut up when she gets to, when the tray comes uh, I decided I didn't want that today, uh, so uh, the kitchen brought me out a, uh, uh, my request, a cup of vegetable soup, which was delicious, and a bologna and cheese sandwich, which was also delicious and fresh, which, by the way, was also pre-prepared by the Cisco company. Uh, and it comes in a plastic wrapper with a Cisco label on it uh, with a date, a serve-by date, and uh, you would think that it would be tasteless and, and awful, but it's not. It's it's good quality food and it's well preferred, well well served. Now uh, that's dietary. Now dietary has other functions, like for instance, they all they have uh, they serve three full meals a day, of course, but they also have a variety of snacks and inter intermediate intermediate meals for people who have to eat six or seven small meals a day. Uh, they also have the snacks, ice cream. Uh, cookies, donuts, um, uh, puddings, yogurt, and you, you, anything you can imagine uh, on request. You can just ask for it. Housekeeping is the next issue, uh, next uh, next department that needs attention. It's almost always neglected when people talk about uh, facilities. Uh, housekeeping is probably, uh, other than dietary, of course, in my my opinion, dietary is always first because I'm a big fat man. Housekeeping is secondary. No, that's not right. Housekeeping is second 
in priority. If you don't have a clean facility, you don't have a healthy facility. The housekeeping department is usually a subdivision of maintenance. They have the responsibility for everything from floor to ceiling, literally, uh, every day that have, that have to be cleaned. And in, since COVID, everything has to be sanitized uh, every day sometimes more than once a day, depending on if there's a spill or an accident or someone has a vomits or something like that, which happens in a nursing home, uh, then that, that has to be cleaned and, dis and, dis and uh, disinfected. And uh, that's a part of the responsibility of housekeeping. Well, anyway, we have, in my humble opinion, we have the very best uh, housekeeping department that I've been, uh, been able to uh, be affiliated with over the years. Uh, they have the uh, skill, they have the training, they have the administrative support, and they have the tools and equipment that they need to do the job that they're asked to do. Uh, and they do it well. Um, evidence the fact that we have nobody for the last several months, no resident has had COVID here. Uh, we've had a couple of uh, staff who have brought it in from the outside, but they were quickly uh, identified and, and put on leave. And then everybody got tested and everything, every place that that person was working in got sanitized. So we are very fortunate here. That's something if you're looking for a nursing home, that would be the second thing I'd look at. I would look at dietary. I'd make sure that the food coming out of the kitchen was edible. It was the right temperature. It was ample proportions and that it was a variety that, you, that your individual loved one likes. The second is housekeeping. Housekeeping is that vital that it's, it's uh, if you don't have a clean house, you get sick. It's as simple as that. Another, uh, the extension of housekeeping, or if, depending on who you ask, uh, the parent of housekeeping is maintenance. Facilities have to have a qualified technical, technically proficient how, uh, maintenance staff. Uh, we, unfortunately, here at this facility, since it's a brand new building, uh, the owners were smart enough to hire and bring aboard a maintenance supervisor while the building was fin being finished in, in uh, construction so that they were able to see the bones and arteries and guts of the building before it was all put up and looked pretty. So they know where everything is and how it works and how it got there and, and uh, they know everything there is to know about the, about the bones and veins and, uh, of, the, of the building so they can troubleshoot anything that's wrong. Uh, also provide the necessary uh, ongoing maintenance. Now this also includes uh, to a certain extent for floor care. Uh, sometimes the maintenance people do run the buffers and the, and the floor care uh, machines. But mostly its uh, responsibility is the day-to-day -day operation of the physical plant, uh, making sure that the lights are on, that the place is appropriate temperature, that the, uh, the, the, again, the physical plant is in good repair, there's no, uh, no hazards, no fall problems, no brake problems. Uh, lately, they've had to be doing part of the other function, which is also part of the, under the umbrella of house of maintenance is laundry. Now imagine you have 150 beds and 100 beds are filled with people who pee themselves. No, that's not rude, that's just a fact. 
that occasionally people will wet themselves. Uh, I'm included in that. I wear a diaper because I sometimes don't control my bladder the way that I used to, and then I have to have a pad or something on my bed uh, or, a, or a diaper uh, so that I don't uh, soil a lot of linens and clothing um, unnecessarily. Well, laundry is an on-site requirement of a major nursing care facility. Um, doing the linens, the and the personal clothing of every resident is a gigantic job. It's an awesome responsibility. Just imagine your household laundry requirements and then multiply them by 100 uh, every day. I can come back if you want. Okay, no. Well, nothing changes when you think about it. Every day there's going to be laundry. And every day the laundry has to be prepared according to a certain schedule. It also has to be done hygienically and safely. Uh, I happened to work for a couple of summers in a commercial laundry when I was young and I want you all to know that a commercial laundry is a very dangerous place. The laundry I worked at, um, there was at least three members of the family that ran the laundry that only had one arm because they got it stuck in what they call the mangler, appropriately called which is the big machine that stretches out and folds sheets and uh, lost their arm. One of them lost both of them. Went in, went in with one arm and tried to get the other one out and lost them both. Well, we don't have banglers anymore. Uh, everything is permanent press now. So laundries, the, the, uh, the danger of the laundry is working with hot liquids and, and chemicals. But they have a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week job just like the rest of them. I mean, it's a never-ending uh, function. Well, okay, let's move on from laundry and let's move out of maintenance and let's go to administration. Well, you can imagine that this is a business and a business requires fiscal responsibility. So there are at least two and perhaps more fiscal uh, officers uh, within a, a facility. In this facility, in our facility here, uh, we have the administrator, of course, who is the cheese. He's the big deal. But we also have uh, a financial uh, administrator. I don't know what her exact title is, but her function is keeping track of patients' money and billing. Well, the, you could imagine that there's a great deal of money goes across to her desk every month. Everybody in here is, is, is uh, paying with uh, sometimes thousands of dollars a month to live here, uh, depending on their um, needs and insurance plans. So we have 100 people, figure it out, you know, that's 100 grand every month, more going through, uh, going through the hands of this one young lady. Amongst that money is money that is set aside for the residents. Uh, Social Security or Medicare uh, requires $60 a month be set aside out of the Social Security benefit uh, for personal care, for the personal items of the individual that can be spent according to how that individual wants to spend them. Uh, now, others get quite a bit more than that. Uh, because of their insurance plans or because of their family uh, giving them money. Um, 
and some uh, that's the only money they ever see that they, there's nothing there's no family there's nothing uh, so that whatever they get they have to get within that $60 budget and that includes uh, most any kind of specialized hair care um, any kind of clothing replacement that needs to take place um, that all has to come out of that $60 a month so you can imagine that the administrative financial administration has a great deal of responsibility has a great deal of, of, of uh, needs a great deal of technical uh, skills to uh, do all the bookkeeping and the budgeting and everything and also uh, just the responsibility of making sure that the facility uh, gets the money they're supposed to get uh, to keep the doors open because it's uh, it is a business it is a for-profit business uh, we, we may talk about the difference between a for-profit and a non-profit later but it's, it's not very many non-profit uh, nursing care facilities out there almost all uh, profit-making businesses as well they should be because then they profit-making uh, businesses uh, they help keep keep one another uh, competitive and uh, and uh, and that keeps the cost down uh, uh, compared to uh, if a nonprofit, uh, they just have to keep raising more money, they can do whatever they want to with it. Well, bottom line is that here in their facility, we have um, two uh, financial officers, or I'm not sure what their titles are, but they take care of money, money issues. We have one that's specifically designed, uh, her, her function is designed as a purchasing agent. Uh, she's responsible for making sure that the facility has all of the equipment and supplies that it needs and, it's, and, that, the, and that those personal and professional products and supplies are delivered on time. The, uh, there has to be people at the front desk uh, we have now with COVID, we have uh, two people that sit there all day long and all they do is sign people in, take the temperature, do a COVID test, whatever is required, uh, give them a badge so they can, when they're in the facility, they know they can, they, they, they know, that we all know that they're visitors, uh, make sure they have masks. Uh, sometimes they have to sit and listen to a speech on a video camera, on a videotape, so they, uh, they know the protocols, what they are allowed and what they are allow not allowed to do uh, with our, while they're here in the facility. And then they have to be personally escorted from the front door to their person that they want to visit. Well, that's easing up now. That people can, we have people roaming around. Huh. Uh, we had a, which is kind of nice. I mean, they still have to have the badge and they still have to be identified as a visitor, but they're not escorted directly to and from their person's room anymore. They can just go by themselves. Uh, we actually had a couple of dogs here the other day, which was a great surprise and a beautiful, uh, they were received beautifully by the residents. Um, we're going to see more and more of that. There's, there's, there's a never-ending supply of uh, people who want to volunteer at facilities such as ours um, for, for whatever their reasons are. Uh, most of them are benevolent. Anyway, that 
that, that, that job is, is a hard job, making sure that the people who come in the building, A, are supposed to be here, B, are behaving themselves uh, within the protocols while they're here, um, not bringing in contraband, which unfortunately, you know, it, it happens. Um, well, what's contraband? Well, let's see. Uh, Grammy decides that she needs more sleeping pills than they were able to give her at night. So, somebody decides they're going to bring Grammy's sleeping pills into her. Uh, unknowing, unbeknownst to the staff, they just, Grammy just holds on to them and takes them as she needs them. Well, that's just not permitted. Uh, alcoholic beverages are allowed. You have to have permission from your physician to be able to consume alcoholic beverages and you can have them here in the facility. Uh, they have to be kept at the nurse's station, but they're on demand. Whenever you want to have a, a friend of mine that has a big beer every night uh, before he goes to bed, he loves to drink his beer. Um, I know others that want to have a glass of wine uh, every, uh, every once in a while. Uh, and, and all you have to do is get the doctor to say it's okay and then you can get whatever you want. And uh, however, there are some who do not have permission because of a variety of reasons, mostly medical, and they get their friends and family to bring them in contraband liquor, um, which, oh, just use your imagination, if someone gets themselves pickled on alcohol and then we see them lying in a stupor in their bed, uh, not knowing that they've consumed uh, the alcohol drug, um, they're going. The, the staff is going to think there's something medically wrong, which of course is the reasonable assumption. So anyway, there are things that you can and cannot have, but mostly it's uh, it's almost all approved if you get the physician to say it's okay. All right, let's see. If there's other what are the, all that physical therapy. Now, they call it physical therapy. That is a blanket term. Uh, within the physical therapy department is occupational therapy, physical therapy, restorative therapy, speech and language therapy, and God only knows there's probably more, but I can't think of right now. All under the auspices of the therapy department. Here in, in our facility, these folks are all um, employees. In other facilities, they are subcontracted from another agency to provide uh, these services within the facility on a contract uh, pay per visit uh, arrangement. What do they do? Well, physical therapy does what everybody thinks they do. They work on a range of motion. They work on uh, the functionality of your hands and your feet. They work on uh, bones and muscle uh, coordination, things like that. Uh, and I'm sure I've missed a few things that they do. Now, occupational therapy is... Uh, pretty much anything from the feet down, I mean from the waist down. Uh, occupational therapy is going to be uh, gait, walking, uh, upper, lower body strength, lower body uh, movement, 
agility, and other uh, neuromuscular functions. Well, I've lost my train of thought because I've been interrupted so many times, and I'm sorry for that. But here, the, the message I wanted to give was that there's dozens and maybe even more than dozens of individuals who are responsible for the care of an individual in a nursing home. Uh, it's not just the one-on-ones that with the nurses' aides. Uh, there is an army of trained, tr- technically trained, and and medically trained, nursing trained professionals who are uh, daily, on a daily basis, care caring for uh, those of us in care. When you're looking for a nursing home for your loved one, and I can't stress this enough. Take a little list with you of the things that I've discussed here today and do your due diligence. Check it out. If you have an opportunity to have a meal at the facility, uh, ask. Can I eat here? Uh, Sample one of your meals uh, today. Uh, And and, and if they say no, uh, you should be suspect. Uh, They may ask for a token amount of money because it does cost money. Uh, and they have a budget they have to contain, uh, have to con- be uh, contained within, but ask. Uh, if not, at least be able to be there during a meal time and observe, so you can see what kind of food is being served, how it's being served, whether or not people are eating it or not. Uh, then look around, look around the facility, check the corners, look for dust, look for places that need to be repaired, look for. Uh, slip and fall uh, hazards like water on the floor, things like that. Check out the windows, make sure they're not cracked, make sure they're uh, sealed properly, make sure that the doors close properly. Uh, Check the bathroom. Check out one of the bathrooms in one of the rooms. Uh, Does it smell bad? Does it it look nice? Does it have uh, wheelchair and handicap accessible functions? handrails, roll-in showers, uh, roll-under sinks. Uh, Does it have any kind of cupboard space, closet space? Is it warm enough? Check the environment. Is it too cold? Is it too warm? Is it stuffy? Is it Does you smell mildew? Uh, Those things all, (laughs) I've, I've experienced them all, unfortunately. Talk to the business office and find out where your person's money is going. Uh, What does she or he get paid for by their Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, uh, private insurance, and what do you have to pay for? Uh, What is not covered in their care uh, fees? Uh, Are some fees extra? Here, for instance, if you want to have your hair, hair done, whether it's a haircut or a perm or just a set and wave, whatever women do, uh, you have to pay for it. Now it's not expensive. It's certainly not anywhere close to going to a beauty saloon, but it's still, you have to out of pocket. If you want, they have vending machines, for instance, here. If you want soda, uh, cake, candy, blah, 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 whatever, popcorn, uh, that's out of pocket. You have to have the coins to be able to get that stuff. Uh, and that's not to say that your family can't bring it into you, or in my case, I just go on my mobile scooter, my, my mobility scooter, my, my little four-wheel uh, Cadillac, 
and I drive down to the local HEB and I shop and I bring it back and we have a small refrigerator in our room and we keep our snacks and we keep our ice in the freezer and we keep uh, her Carolyn's juice is handy and cold and uh, um, it's, 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 and I get sushi uh, when I go down there and Carolyn loves uh, Frito's scoops with hummus and we get that, keep it in the fridge, but that we have to pay for that. Same thing if you had it brought in by one of the delivery services, which is more becoming very popular. Uh, Walmart and HEB here, which is a grocery store, HEB, uh, they both deliver. One costs 10 bucks, and the other one's, right now it's free because of the COVID, but it normally, it, it normally costs something. But you have to tip the driver, you know, so it doesn't cost, it's not expensive, but it's, it, it, for the convenience, uh, it's very nice. Uh, we have pizza brought in every once in a while. Uh, fried chicken from the local uh, KFC. Uh, every once in a while we get Chinese food delivered. You know, it's, uh, there's no restrictions on that as long as you don't have dietary restrictions. And that's something that your person's going to have to keep up on. They're going to have to keep on up on whether or not they're permitted to have those kinds of foods. My my humble opinion is that you're in a nursing home. You might as well what the hell? You might as well get what you want. Now I have a coffee pot in my room. It's not allowed. It's not permitted according to safety rules. But I'm considered one of the higher functioning individuals here, and. Um, as long as I don't make a big stink about it. I have a small one cup Keurig uh, coffee, coffee pot. There's a minimal risk of fire. Uh, I can't burn myself on any kind of a hot plate because it doesn't have one. Then like I said, we have a small refrigerator. Uh, I have three computers. Uh, we have, the, the room came with two 36 inch uh, flat screen, 4K, HDDP, whatever the hell they are, uh, top of the line televisions. We have uh, Roku, which is part of, the, of our room package, that has, uh, I'm guessing, probably a thousand channels uh, that you can choose from, from all over the world. Uh, check out those kinds of things. Make sure before you say yes, it's not, it's not an end of the world discussion, uh, I mean decision, but it might be an end of life decision. Make sure that wherever you're, you're going or your loved one's going is going to be palatable. That's the key, key word. Never gonna be perfect. We're always gonna wonder why, what, could we have done something different, but if you do what you're, what I'm suggesting you do when you go and check out these facilities, making the, the right choice is going to make your life a lot easier just by the peace of mind knowing that your loved one's being cared for properly at that facility. Uh, you can get on with your life. All right, I'm going to end today with that. A um, couple of things that you need to know about me in South Texas right now. It's raining like hell right now. We've had off and on rain for the last week and a half. Uh, we had some real rain the other day. 
And when I say real rain, I'm talking seven or eight inches of rain. Um, so it's nice to be uh, in a nice, secure little uh, little room right here. My wife and the rest of the residents, or a lot of the residents, are in the dining room right now listening to a young man who came in uh, and is uh, providing uh, live music. He's singing with, uh, with his guitar. Uh, and he, I'm hearing him through the doorway and he's quite good. Uh, like I said, we had some folks the other day brought in some therapy dogs. Uh, things are opening up. Things are getting better. Memorial Day was yesterday. We had a function. Um, our activities, oh, I didn't mention activities department on the departments that function here within the facility. I'll talk about them at length later because they're one of my pets. You know, I'm, I'm a real proponent of activities therapy department. But anyway, they, uh, they went out of their way. We had uh, a balloon release. Uh, we had uh, people giving speeches, reading poetry. Uh, we also had a uh, nice cake uh, with punch. And then we played bingo, which can't be bad because everybody loves bingo. Matter of fact, I'm writing, I'm gonna, this is just an aside, but I'm writing a small essay on uh, the therapeutic aspects of bingo. And uh, I may read it to you one day. But anyway, this is Bob signing off. Hope you have a wonderful afternoon. And laundry just showed up, so it's a perfect time to end. Bye.